Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's May 1st, 2023. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, one may be done. The results of RTOG 0631 were first presented in abstract form at Astro 2019. Now, we bring you the full publication. As a reminder, 339 patients with 1 to 3 spine metastases were randomized 2 to 1 to palliative radiosurgery versus conventional field radiation of 8 gray times 1. The primary endpoint was at least a 3-point improvement on a 10-point pain scale at 3 months post-treatment. In the final analysis, that was achieved by 41% of patients after radiosurgery and 61% of patients after conventional radiation. Those rates were 58 and 55% at 12 months, though less than half of patients completed pain questionnaires out this far. Acute and late side effects were almost identical at two years with no myelitis and a rate of vertebral compression fracture of about 20% either way. When originally published, the results were a disappointment for the burgeoning field of spine radiosurgery. The thing to remember is that, just like in the lung and basically everywhere else, quote-unquote radiosurgery can mean vastly different things depending on how it is prescribed. Here, it meant prescribing 16 to 18 gray in the target volume with no clear guidance on hotspot or coverage requirements other than mandating no more than 10 gray to the hottest 0.35 cc's of spinal cord. Conversely, some folks would argue single fraction isn't the way to go. Fortunately, the SC24 trial provided major support for spine SBRT with a significant improvement in complete pain response using a 24 gray in 2 fraction technique. The bottom line is, spine radiosurgery of 16 to 18 gray delivered in a single fraction, while safe, is not superior to your tried and true conventional 8 gray times 1 in eliciting measured pain response. Thanks to Ryu. Jam Oncology, 2023. Up second, Squame Game. Could concurrent immunotherapy improve the response rate for unresectable esophageal squamous cell carcinoma treated with definitive chemoradiation? A single-arm Japanese trial showed that the complete response rate for resectable esophageal squamous cell carcinoma treated with definitive chemoradiation, is as high as 59%. Could immunotherapy improve these outcomes? ECCRT001 was a single-arm, single-center phase 2 trial from China that tested the safety and efficacy of adding PD-1 inhibitor toripalumab to chemoradiation for locally advanced esophageal squamous cell carcinoma. 42 patients with unresectable esophageal squamous cell carcinoma were treated with definitive radiation, 50.4 gray in 28 fractions, and 5 cycles of concurrent cisplatin and paclitaxel, plus 2 cycles of toripalumab. Of note, 
They did not treat elective lymph node volumes due to the uncertainty of additional toxicity with immunotherapy. A year of maintenance toripalumab was given after chemoradiation. At three months after treatment, the rate of complete clinical response was 62%. Most of the patients with an initial complete response maintained that response for 12 months, so the complete response rate at 12 months was almost 50%. At one year, the overall survival rate was 78.4%, and the progression-free survival rate was 55%. Again, this was a single-arm study, so we don't know whether toripalumab improved response rate compared to standard chemoradiation. The bottom line is, larger randomized trials will tell the tale of whether concurrent and maintenance immunotherapy improves treatment outcomes for unresectable esophageal squamous cell carcinoma. Thanks to Zoo, Lancet Oncology, 2023. Up next, not black box warning material. Breast implant-associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma is a well-known entity resulting in a black box warning on all saline and silicone gel-filled breast implants. But this SEER analysis suggests post-implant squamous cell carcinoma, the subject of a few case reports, was seen in only one of 56,785 implant cases analyzed. Thanks to Kinslow, JAMA Surgery, 2023. Finally, file away for Advocacy Day. This economic review highlights once again that despite the majority of all patients treated for cancer receive radiation therapy, Medicare expenditures across all radiation modalities is remarkably less than 2% of that spent on oncologic drugs, reminding us to advocate for fair reimbursement for our ever-evolving technology and the skill it requires. Thanks to Dijamo and Briggers, LinkedIn, 2023. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.